When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to Stop uh, Hammer Time. <laughs> Apparently someone tweeted that I use too many ums and ers. Uh, my, my name is Phil Whelans, by the way. I use too many ums and ers. Uh, to the person who said that, go uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> So, um, I have uh, with me uh, on Hammer Time this week, Jim Grant, as always. Good evening. And uh, joining us again is Sam Delaney. Hello, good evening. Uh, we were all at the game of the weekend, which we will talk about. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the Wigan, um, the Wigan game, where uh, pre- Premiership Minnows, West Ham United... Stunned the Galacticos of, of Wigan by beating them. And, uh, and that's the kind of result that this contest produces, isn't it? That's, that's the magic of the Premier League. Every so the, the, often there's a turn up. Every so often there's a giant killing like that. It was a wonderful moment. I think it really put Sunderland's victory over Chelsea the other week in the shade. Exactly, exactly. It's one of the most memorable yeah. giants killings yeah. of this season. Uh, and it's a, it's a flip for the town, isn't it? For the town of London. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, 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 it's, it's brought a lot of money to the town of London, and and I just hope we go in, a, we go on a run now in this competition, the Premier League. Obviously, tomorrow it's just back to the grind of just trying to stay in the Carling Cup. Uh, but that was a wonderful, wonderful moment at the weekend, wasn't it? Um, so we played. Uh, d- um, over the course, um, fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> during the course of this podcast, uh, we will be looking at uh, emails, of which we got a lot. Two subjects principally: would you take the Carling Cup or would you take staying in the Premier League? And the other subject, which is uh, sadly beginning to come into the frame: who should we buy in the transfer window? So your emails on that subject. Uh, we've got some poetry. We've got oh. some poetry. Yep. We have stories from people that have met people in the club, uh, players, and also Avram Grant. Uh, we have uh, the West Ham merchandising catalogue is out with all, all its Christmas-related uh, products that you can buy and give to your loved ones for Christmas. Uh, Player-endorsed uh, player products. And then we'll talk about the upcoming phrases. We, we might have a little bit of talk about catchphrases. Then we'll talk about Manchester United tomorrow and Sunderland at the weekend. Uh, yes. So Splendid. let's begin with the Wigan match. <laughs> 
Yeah. We were all there. What did we make of it? Well, I was drunk. So good. Uh, I, I got drunk before the game because I was so everyone prepared. was a winner. I was fully prepared to lose, so I thought best thing I can do is become inebriated. Yes, before the match. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean we won, but it kind of drifted past me. I remember some moments. I remember yeah. Abina's goal. Yeah, I remember <laughs> laughing as it hit the back of the That's net right. because as he created as he created space not far from where I sit for the shot. I just sort of said, oh, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and then when it bulged the back of the net, I just yeah. laughed. I can't yeah. remember the last time I laughed at a West Ham goal. But yeah. <laughs> we got there early, and uh, Wally Downs was drilling the defence. Yes, he came he in was. and drilled yeah, the defence. Yeah, yeah, Meanwhile, Abino was. was having some shooting practice. Yeah. He put one ball cleanly into Upton Park Tube Station. Yeah. Uh, another one ended up in uh, one of the executive boxes. Uh, um, one went down the tunnel and ended up in the changing room. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one knocked an old lady. The unconscious mm. in the East Stand Upper. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, that shot that Abino scored with for West Ham's second goal was intended as a pass back to Robert Green. Let's <laughs> 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 see. Yeah. Wally Downs came in. He played psychological games with him. If Absolutely. you find yourself clear on yeah. goal, the first yeah. thing I want you to think is pass mm. back to the keeper. Exactly. And yeah. he went ex- yeah. uh, very early on in the game. Abino uh, came up with a kind of long crossfield ball to Barrera, <laughs> which went about twenty feet above Barrera's head <laughs> into the stand. It was a great moment. <laughs> Can I just say, though, we're on the verge of relegation. You know, we're right down at the bottom of the table. No one knows what to do. West Ham go out and hire a bloke called Wally Downs. (laughs) Wally Downs. (laughs) Wally Downs. Downs. Only West Ham could contrive to do such a thing. Absolutely. And I also think that it's quite clear that him and Avram Grant, they're like Butch and Sundance. It's a natural pairing. Startsky and Hatch. Yeah. They just, as soon as you see them together, it seems so obvious. Thelma and Louise. Um, yeah, it's like a yeah. couple, it's like two friends, you know them, and as soon as they start actually having a relationship, you say, why didn't you do this years before? <laughs> exactly, they are made, yeah. Wally Downs and Avram Grant are made for each other. It's Brian Clough and Peter Taylor all over again. Yeah, well. Good cop, bad um, cop. Gabidon, yeah. in a thinly veiled criticism of the uh, of the current regime, said it was it was good to hear somebody actually <laughs> shouting at them from the sidelines. Yeah, shouting some encouragement. Yeah. Shouting some encouragement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Instead of, instead of someone who was trying to communicate with them telepathically, which is what Avram normally appears to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am sending my mind yeah. waves out to you. He's trying to turn the opposition to stone when he <laughs> stares at them from the touchline. He's trying to turn the opposition, because players made of stone are quite easy to beat. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah. you know, it would work. I'd be scared of, mm. of Avram Grant. I'd be scared if I was playing and he was just standing there in his all-black <laughs> outfit with yeah. the butt- top button done up. Yeah, yeah. And mm. just staring at me. Yeah, like, like a that. tubby vampire. Yeah. He always seems to know something. He reminds me rather of Wagner from The X Factor. A little bit. But, with yeah. you know, obviously without the hair. Chunky and but a if you put a wig on, yeah, like yeah. a dog man, a tubby dog man. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's what I would say, Avro, it's like but a scary dog. <clears throat> the sort that you might consider putting a muzzle on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Not that I'm saying Avro Grant could potentially savage a child in a park. No, of course not. Of I'm course not saying not. that that could happen. Of course not. I'm just saying be careful if you are in a park and you see him running around. He's not allowed to go into parks. No, he's not allowed. Uh, but it was a, it was a uh, much-needed win. It was and, a much-needed win. Um, against, it has to be said, a very poor side. Absolutely. Um, um, and, you know, I mean, I was pleased to see 4-4-2. Yep. Um, I think we've, we've been advocating for some time Vic and Pick yes. uh, up front. 
um, and Pick just playing slightly withdrawn. But he was, you know, to, particularly in the second half, he was starting to get onto some of those um, yeah. knockdowns. Pickham was great in the air, won lots of flicks. Really Very good. Very slow coming back out. Uh, caught, caught, caught offside due to sauntering. again. And he missed um, a very easy chance where I think he just assumed he was offside. Yes. He'd been offside so many yeah, times. Yeah. Uh, he was surprised that the flag stayed down. Um, their uh, their goal that was technically onside, which I, it was, yes, yes. Yeah. but but that is bad. It's, it's, it's a strange law, isn't it? Because it's like three of them were in offside positions, and one that wasn't sort yeah. of put it in. And yeah. and I, you know, I, I, it's where that offside law gets very kind of murky, isn't it? A bit it? messy. But I mean, it has to be said in a way. Although we won the game. Um, relatively comfortably, uh, particularly on the second half performance. Um, I'm not sure we played that much better than we've been playing no, generally no, no, all no, season. No. I mean, we've had no. some really, real shocking moments, like the first half at Anfield. But um, that aside, we've played reasonably ro- well throughout throughout the whole season. Yeah. Uh, I think we nearly chucked that away. I mean, there was the oh, penalty. Yes. yes. Uh, the kind of it sort of just which um, was a penalty. Yeah. I mean, the goal was a good. Their goal was a good goal, but really, he shouldn't have got anywhere near uh, getting into that position. We shouldn't have been sitting so really, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, as uh, you know, it could it could have been three three. Well, like the easy. like the like the five three last season, uh, yeah. where we sort of we did extremely well to score five goals and then contrived to try and lose the game, and it was a, a quite a significant game in that season. Yeah. In that, I think Lutz con- you know conceding those three goals reminded us of how rubbish we were, even yeah. though we'd won that game. I think Saturday's result kind of had to come for us because we have played well in several games and we haven't finished the chances yeah and we have been bad we have been unlucky in as much as the teams we're playing against who have not played very well have finished the every chance they've had like the bolton game is a great yes example it is a great example because that should have been over at half time yeah, there's mm. a few others the, yeah. and i kept yeah. thinking to myself and and the sentiment of practically every um quote you've read from avram grant over the last few months has been well, sooner or later, we've played well in all these games, sooner or later, our luck's got a turn, so we finish our chances and the opposition don't. And that's yeah. what happened on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Suddenly, it was payback for all of the unlucky matches where we'd actually thrown thrown it away and either got a draw or a win yeah. where we shouldn't so have. So do you think that that is going to continue? No, I, mean, I think we can't or... rely on that. We have to get <laughs> actually good. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because actually, you know, what we were was a, a tiny bit better than our results and our position in the table suggested but what we won was actually good I mean, if you're actually good every game you bury the opposition yeah but having yeah. parker and barami in midfield meant we had a tempo we actually sort of uh got stuck in into a few tackles we yep. did um sort of get get tight to people in a way that we didn't at anfield and it was actually to be fair to him i'm you know we have been critical of upson at times but uh, Particularly in the first half, I thought Upson was, was reading good. the game well. Yeah, he, was he was getting tight to his man. He was he was he was getting in first, you know, to to pass his through balls and things, and actually starting to show a bit of uh, what we expect him to and show. Tomkins was very good. I, I like surprise choice. Surprise choice. Of all the changes yeah. that were made, I thought Tomkins was the most surprising because I think anyone who's seen him regularly knows that he has great potential to be yeah. a very very good centre back, but. Blimey, he's had he's he's had some 
utter nightmares. I mean, he what, has, much worse nightmares than Last any other Last year, Bolton, yeah. Wolves Huge rickets. Yeah. Huge rickets. Really bad yeah. things. But we've yeah. seen glimpses of him being great. I was very, was very surprised v- to see him. And I think it's testament to how bad Alunga's dip in form has been. Yeah. yeah. Tompkins yes. made the team. She yes. swapped Gabadon to yeah. left back. Yeah. Formation-wise, I do have one serious point to make. I only will make one serious tactical point per season, generally, because that's all my brain can muster. That's but, all we've got time for, Ron. Uh, <laughs> Stop no, no, time. No, uh, next week had, uh, you, you agreed to this in writing oh, before the podcast. Yeah, I said, can I, I make one, one serious t- point? Yeah. Okay. I've been listening to you a lot uh, over the recent weeks, talking about the midfield and Mark Noble and how he's been our best player this season. I agree. Scott Parker, of course, we all know is a footballing mm-hmm. god. The problem West Ham have got, whether it's Parker and Noble, which would be the first choice, or even Barami and Parker, is that no one sits because they're because Scott Parker yeah. is supposed to be our defensive midfielder, right? But in a team like ours, you need a Claude McAlady style midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Not anyone necessarily who is as talented as that, but someone who sits. What we have got is the classic Lampard Gerard dilemma in yes, the centre of the yes, field. Yeah, yeah, they're both true. going back and forth. So there is no one who says, Don't worry. And we play with wingers as well. It's quite an old fashioned formation a lot of time. So no one who's saying, Don't worry, I'll just sit there and I'll sweep up everything in front yeah. of the back four. That's why we've conceded so many goals. It's not all to do with the defence. It's not all to do with the yeah. centre-backs. It's because there are gaps in front of them. Because Parker and Noble both can't resist charging forward no, the that's whole right. time. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they were scoring 15 goals a season each, you'd kind of think, well, maybe it's a price worth paying. But if they're not, then you've got to think what West Ham needs is a classic, no-nonsense. It doesn't even have to be that good, but someone who will just sit there. Kovac. Kovac is not... I don't mean that bad. <laughs> no. I mean someone who's somewhere between the two. Yeah. Kovac is pointless. He could stand there, but it's like a wardrobe. Yeah. Nothing, he, he won't be effective no. in the least. Anyway, no. look, point over. I'm bored yeah, of myself yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But it was a thought that yeah, emerged. Mind you, pa- I mean, Parker's probably on target for double figures. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, he is our leading is, scorer. He is, he is well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? And he scored a great goal. I thought that was a fantastic goal. Yeah, it was fantastic. Because it was all about his determination to get on the end of that return pass, yeah. wasn't it? In, and yeah, a good yeah. finish as well. Well, and also he began the move. I think yeah. he put the tackle yeah. in that started the move, yeah. started the run, yeah. put it out wide to a binner, um, demanded the return ball, showed a binner where to put it. It's you, like uh, Brian Robson. Is, uh, it reminds yeah. me of yeah. Brian Robson yeah. at his yeah. best yeah. Yeah. in the 80s. Absolutely. It's the same style of play. Absolutely. Um, and his passing was better Saturday, I thought, because occasionally yeah. we've been critical of his passing, but he knocked some great balls around uh, yeah. on Saturday. Um, better movement in front of him. Yes, I think possibly, and and I felt Stanislas contributed. You didn't think Stanislas had a particularly good game, but I felt Stanislas contributed to that. Yeah, I I, I don't think he had a bad game at all. I think he's Um, a pretty good player, Stanislas, because he takes the game to the opposition. He's very confident most of the time when he plays. He likes to shoot, and he'll always go. He'll always run at the opposition. He's not necessarily the best winger, but but he he plays full of kind of energy. Don't we need a left-footed left winger? Yeah, somewhere down the line. He he, the, the the one thing that he did do at the weekend was because he's on his wrong foot he began dribbling the ball into the center circle and then twice he nearly gave it away in a position where a break would have started nearly in our own half we would have been screwed and the reason he came inside was that he's on the wrong foot and uh, he didn't go out to the touchline he had Um, a good dig first half he did yeah yeah that was a good save yeah yeah Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, fantastic shot. He's got quite a good shot on him he as has, well. Yeah. I mean, it's worth kind of persevering with him. Yeah, I, I agree. And I thought Barrera, uh, you know, the jury is still out on Barrera, but it's, I, you know, 
It's that long, slow period of adjustment, isn't it? Mm. He really isn't used to the pace and the and the physicality of the game at the moment. Uh, it's it's notable that quite often he he gets better as a game goes on. Mm. It takes yeah. him sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. as much as an hour to mm. get, to sort of get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great start. Just give me an hour, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think we've got to persevere with him and give him game time. And I think he might come good. But if Binner got his first goal yes. in the league, because he, he scored in the Carling Cup, Jim. It could be you, Poetry Corner. It could be Poetry it? Corner time. Jim, Jim, poetry corner. Jim Grant has come oh, up with a poem. Great <laughs> silence. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, this is a, a, little, a little ode. To, uh-huh. to Vic, uh, called It's a Been a Long Time Coming. Oh, I love it. See, what's But happened. Vic has scored at last, brackets, if you don't count the Carling Cup, yep. close brackets, yep. sort of poetic license. Yep. No, that's fine. Uh, so we're kind of yep. imagining first, first Premier League goal. Yep. It's a been a long time coming, Vic, but now we've seen you stick, Vic, one away. Let's celebrate the day you didn't reach Rose Ed or Bonker Stewart on the head or hit the corner flag instead. Of the target. It's been a long time coming, Vic, and your shots got on our wick. But we love you cos you're quick, Vic, and you've begun to click with Pick when you latch on to his little flicks, Vic. It's been a long time coming, but when you finally hit the net, I would have had a bet that like Naja Comanech, you'd slickly flick-flack, Vic, to celebrate. I watched my hopes deflate when all you did was point up to the sky, but I guess you can't be blamed for showing us where you'd aimed. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time coming, but now you're up and running. We want to see you gunning for that golden boot. So next time that you shoot, let's hope that we don't hoot with laughter. We'd rather cheer you to the rafters which was where you got the ball at Anfield, come to think of it. (laughs) And while I wouldn't go so far as to put you in a jar and rub you on my chest like Vic, Vic, (laughs) I'm happy to declare you're a breath of fresher air and you make a decent pair with Pick, Vic. Oh, I love it. Nicely done. Sam, you work in publishing. I do, yes. You're the editor of a magazine. I do, yes. A magazine that is noted for its literary... (laughs) Its literary credibility and its poetry prowess. And I would say that that's one of the best poems I've read, I've heard, all year. Absolutely. (laughs) Rhymed in all the right places. It did, yes. Didn't rhyme in all the right places. (laughs) Internal rhymes. You rhyme too much, you just sort of think, what's this, Pam Ayres? Exactly. (laughs) But it steered clear of that. It had internal rhymes, but also external rhymes, which were outside, so we couldn't hear them. It had but, light and shade. Nice. It had, yes. <laughs> what it took me, it took me on an emotional journey. And that's, and that's what, a good what I poem, expect from a good poem. That's what a good poem does. Yeah. yeah. It took us on a journey. <laughs> I'm now on the other side of the room. All uh, in all, five stars, lol, as we'd say in heat. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, let's go to listener emails, everyone. Ah. Uh, we're all armed with sheets of paper. Yeah, emails, uh, yeah. Now, we, um, we, we put a couple of questions out there. Um... We did. Uh, the slightly frivolous uh, Carling Cup or yeah, Premier yeah, League, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also um, the slightly alarming who should we buy <laughs> in the transfer window to try and help keep us in this league <coughs> after our triumphant... Now that our charge for the uh, for Champions League places has begun mm. with, with, mm. with our win, mm. who's going to really help us to, to, to get there? Anyone got an email on that subject, fellas? Oh, right. Okay. Um, I've got uh, Oh, go on then. Do you yeah. want? Do you want? Yeah, no, you, no, you go. Yeah. Just while you were shuffling, uh, Jonathan Hall says, uh, "Whatever we get to spend over January, we should be looking at getting a young, composed left back and a die-hard 
goal poacher striker. Don't want any more career journeymen on fat wages. And by fat wages, he means Mido. Uh, and who Benny, ironically and was McCarthy. on a thousand pounds. Yeah. But yeah. Um, with Mido, every wage is a fat wage. I'd say he's not wrong there. No, he's not wrong. Stanislas was excellent, he goes on to say. Worked hard, his presence gave the wings the energy and purpose we lacked previously. He showed some much misconfidence on the ball, some great touches. Uh, we, we've been, yeah, we, we, we agreed with that. We thought Stanislas did very well. So, uh, anyone else? Um, well, I've got Paul Harrison suggesting that we sign Stoke Wonderkind Matt Etherington. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that joker nice. still owes us money. If he comes uh, back, he can pay us all back all the money we get paid him. <laughs> yeah, he indeed. D- yeah, to keep indeed. his kneecaps where they uh, are. Yeah. Uh, and I've got um, somebody suggesting uh, Messi, Ronaldo and Mourinho. He's not a very good player. No, no, no. no. That's not probably, a good idea. Probably want him to manage the team. Yeah. You've got to play to your strengths in this yeah. Uh, yeah. division. Andrew Griffin says yeah. maybe players such as Bridge and Wright Phillips at Man City. Oh, God. Bentley and O'Hara at Spurs. And one that I heard in the East Stand on Saturday, Michael Owen from Man United taken on loan could do a job for us. Well, mm. sweet the dressing I, room. I would say maybe, if, you, um, if you want a striker who's going to score a, a bunch of goals, then you can either go down to the championship and take a chance. And, you know, none of the strikers who are playing for Cardiff or QPR or a team at the top of the championship are going to come and sign for West Ham no, anyway. That would no, be pointless. No, so you take a punt. And I tell you, it's, it's a strike rate of about one in ten championship strikers who ever come into the Premiership and do all right. No. So the alternative is to get someone, and if you're going to go abroad, which again is a massive gamble, no. you've got to go for someone. I who would is, go for not Lafondre, Lafondre Rotherham, who sounds like you're going abroad and is a championship but striker. But he's scores from lots of Rotherham, goals. which is the yeah. absolute yeah. antithesis of going abroad. Yeah. 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 Nothing could yeah. be more parochial. No, no exactly. No. We want a sort of uh, we want someone that's at a bleak northern team who's just sticking it in. Every I want week. a slightly overweight, preferably mustachioed northerner, <laughs> <laughs> like that uh, John Walk. We want like John yeah, Walk. I want John Walk. Well, ideally, I would like whoever the modern day equivalent of Mickey Quinn. Of oh, Coventry so yes. what you want is that bloke at Norwich. Then he sports a bit. A bit. Is it what's his name? Holt or something? He sport, sports. If a bit you've of got a, a tash, you'll a do tash. for us. He's that's got, the message I'm tash. sending out. He's got a tash. I did mention earlier in the pub an old favourite of all of us who to my mind is cruelly neglected when we get nostalgic on this show Sir Trevor Morley Sir Trevor Morley 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 he signed with a moustache of course, he'd come from the North Country, and yep. he thought that kind of conduct was acceptable. Man City, he'd once come he'd from. been, yeah, he came in a double signing with Ian Bishop. He did, and subsequently, well, well yeah. Yeah, there's the yeah. rub, oh. and uh, they, <laughs> and actually, there was a rub. Let me just say, <laughs> a lot of rubbing. <laughs> Ian Bishop, one of the greatest passes of a ball mm. I've ever oh, seen. Yes. Right. Legendary Ian Bishop. Now, there's lots of things to say about Ian Bishop, not least the fact that he was uh, a champion at drinking a yard of ale, apparently. Was, was he? Yeah. he? Little was most, Ian Bishop? He was most famous. Was he? Yeah, his boozing yeah. abilities were extraordinary. Wow. But he uh, was also the subject of the, one of the greatest and strangest, most bizarre insults I ever heard at a football match, was that... Because people would either love or hate Bishop because he'd either have a great game and kind of look like a modern-day Trevor Brookings stroking the ball mm-hmm. around, or he'd just look totally out of his depth because he was a slightly kind of... He didn't like getting involved in the rough stuff. Not really. And he... Someone got up next to me once and I was sitting in the chicken run and shouted, Bishop, you pig! <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the most like incongruous insult at a football match, isn't it? <laughs> Calling someone a pig. Yeah, I've never forgotten. We that. loved Bish Bosh Bish. Didn't we, we? Loved oh, loved him. Him. we loved him. We loved him. Yeah, we loved him. That uh, hair, the way he'd lash it as he turned on the ball. Yeah, it's it was gorgeous, long wasn't haired, it? Long, yeah. yeah, he was a, 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 a it was like long a Timothy commercial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was like he was like a member of Kasabian. Yeah, he would just like lash that. them in the yeah. face. Whoever was marking him, he'd just whip them in the face and. Got Jane had a shower. Got Jane put on a slightly military style jacket and yeah. a pair of loons, yeah. and then left the ground. God, no wonder Morley fell. I, I defy any heterosexual man to have not fallen for the charms of Ian Bishop in his prime. Doubtless, the players in that team couldn't keep their hands off. No. Uh, and Ian who Bishop. can blame them? No, absolutely. He was he especially was, not in a leopard skin posing pouch. Well, absolutely, as as, as Trevor Morley's wife discovered to her cost. <clears throat> um. So, if you have uh, scurrilous rumours about uh, former West Ham players, do contact us at hammertime at playbackmedia.co.uk, hammertime at playbackmedia.co.uk. You can get all our links for Facebook, Twitter and iTunes at westhampodcast.com or follow us at twitter.com forward slash westhampodcast. Uh, so, um, I've got another one. Let from it go, Vicky, Phil. From Let Vicky it go. Gruber. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I've got one from uh, Vicky Gruber here. She says, uh, this is on the subject of uh, Carling Cup V staying up. Oh, it would right. be amazing to win uh, some silverware again, yeah. but I would never jeopardise our place in the Premiership. I think that's the general consensus I think it on probably that one. Is. Uh, I think it is. James Fraser says, I would rather stay up than win the Cup. Um, uh, and Ian Price says, if only all questions were this easy, stay up, no contest. And uh, But... John Wildey is clearly a man after my own heart because he would love a day out at Wembley, which is what I would like. Mm. I personally, he says, I personally, this is not me saying I personally, this is John Wildey saying I personally, well, think no, it I'm would confused. be a good, no, no, uh, I personally think it would be a good thing to go down, keep oh. the nucleus of the academy, yeah. boys yeah. and a few others, and build similarly to Pardew style. Do you know what? He's right. One to we two seasons in the championship <laughs> isn't a tragedy. Yeah, that's to it. Keep certain go players. down. They won't be expecting that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's how we'll catch Tottenham unawares. (laughs) Think they're so good up in the Champions League. Let's see how they react when we get relegated. Then they'll get all vulnerable. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no one's going to be expecting that. Um, John, you're you're being mocked now, and I'm going to put your email down. Ronnie Johnson, uh, or Jonsson possibly, uh, says... um, Oh, he is from Sweden, so I'm going to say Jonsson as a guess. Uh, Stay up. I don't want to play Barnsley. We are playing Barnsley. Yeah, we are playing Barnsley. <laughs> we are playing the Barnsley. irony of that. Yeah. yeah. We're yes. playing Barnsley. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 St- that, that's an immensely complex <laughs> argument because it's kind of like, Carling Cup versus Premier League, I want to stay up because I don't want to play Barnsley. It's very, it's interesting to pick one specific team that he doesn't want to play. And that's uh, the thing. We, yeah, in the championship. Oh, that's oh, the thing. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh. Is that... Oh, shit, is that Ian Bishop. That's that's that's. Uh, that's phone. Oh, I'll tell you what, while Phil answers yeah. his phone, yeah. Yeah. I've, oh, got, I've got an yeah. email that right, is mate. one of the greatest emails I, I've ever read. Oh, well, go on. For two good reasons. The first, <laughs> the first one <laughs> is that the PS cutting straight to the end of it is <clears throat> more Sandalini, please. Okay, so that's the first reason why this is the best. Wait a minute, is that written in... man is not sound in mind. Is that written in crayon at the end of that email? (laughs) Yours old... That's written in your own blood. No, 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 no. Yours old Mardalini. Oh, hang on a minute. It's not written in crayon, it's made of letters cut out from various newspapers and magazines (laughs) and stuck on. All cut out from heat magazines. Are you suggesting it's a hostage email? (laughs) I think he might be being stalked. The the first and better reason for me loving this 
email is it contains one of the best words that I've ever heard. I've never heard it before. I don't know if any of you have. Let me begin. It's from Harry Goldenfeld. Oh, what, a, what a name. Supervin? Sounds like a, uh, yeah, listeners, there's, a, there's, an un, there's a horrible smell that's yeah, broken out at We're now being assailed by a sulfurous... It's not pleasant, so uh, we, we uh, begin to stink. cough and splutter, mm. then forgive us. Um, <coughs> Harry Goldenfeld subject surely of an Ian Fleming novel at some yeah, stage yeah, in his life, yeah, brilliant. has written as follows. As a banter-loving sort of guy, I absolutely love away matches. The West Ham uh, fans he's are... Right. He's not wrong. Wait for it, lads. The West Ham fans are... Bantankerous at away oh, matches. Oh, oh, nicely. Word of the season. Word of the season. I will repeat it. The West Ham fans are bantankerous at away matches. Wonderful. I would very much like to share some banter with you that took place at the 3-0 Liverpool away game. I'll praise you these bits. Because Harry says they're bantankerous. I would say that they are of an average bantankerous standard. Right. But let you be the judge. Okay. After a verse of Sit Down If You Hate Millwall, to which the whole away stand sat down, we sang Stand Up If You Love West Ham, to which everyone stood up, including one lone hammer in the Liverpool end who was near us. He stood up proudly as soon as he heard the chant and turned to us with a massive grin on his face. As expected, he got a massive amount of respect from the hammers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And was torn to pieces by the Liverpool fans. From the hammers who proceeded to worship him. Yeah, that's an act of extreme hooliganism. Yeah. But, yeah, quite funny. The second nugget of banter I would like to share with you involves a drunk hammer. In the first half, he was merry slash tipsy. However, come the second half, he was well past it and was, frankly, caned. Liverpool hit the post after Torres had a decent hit and he shouts, Save old Liverpool, fucking shit. A policeman steps in saying he's had enough and grabs him by the arm. As he's going, the West Ham fans... Sense banter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I a like David Attenborough. I like the idea that the you West have a West Ham kind of... sense yeah. banter. Yeah. I can smell yeah. it. Well, can smell mm. something. The lead banterer yes. will make his way down from the hillside. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, with 3 0 down, they've nicked this pisshead. Um, a blo- uh, as they lead him off, a bloke from behind uh, Harry Goldenfeld shouts, No, take me, please. And someone else goes, Me next. It turned into a Spartacus come cry for help banter plea because ah, we were good. playing some truly shit football. And Harry Goldenfield signs off with the phrase, absolute banter, even though we absolute lost. Absolute banter. Love uh, from Harry Goldenfield, age brilliant. 17. P.S., just to repeat, more Sandalini and more Kovach letters home, please. Yeah, okay, oh, Kovach yeah, letters, letters home. home. It's time home. for Kovach letters, letters home. home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we yeah. need. We more yeah. we need yeah. jingles yeah. to yeah. introduce parts jingles of the show. Jingles and catchphrases. Jingles, yeah. catchphrases. Yeah. I've told you we now, need more. Catch can I share? I've, I've shared it probably several times before, but still my favourite ever bit of away banter was um, not quite the last time we ever went to Highbury, but it, it was that game where we lost two one and Decanio uh, scored. scored we never, unlucky, uh, yeah. Sinclair was sent yeah, off. Yeah, just that's right. Yes, it was that game, and it all went we were, as, we it, went as it that. is prone to do. Yeah. It was it was prone to do at Highbury. It all went very 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 quiet. And the uh, Highbury, as you know, is the reputation of being the library in that mm-hmm. rhyming way. And uh, just as it went quiet for a moment, a beautifully timed, very loud Cockney voice from behind us went, Shut up! I'm trying to read! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was one of my Nicely favourite done. bits of banter. I had a great uh, bit at, at um, probably the Emirates, actually. And it was when, we, I think it might have been when we beat them 1-0 when Zamora scored in The Great Escape. And everyone started singing, 
stand up if you hate Tottenham. So the Arsenal fans have all stood up because they like it if you tell them yeah, what to yeah. do. They yeah. do. <laughs> Arsenal, they like it if you tell them what to do. But yeah. they don't know. Literally, they don't know what to do. That's how Arsenal World War Two started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Like that. They're just, told what to do. They're just yeah. following orders. Yeah. So we go stand up because we felt sorry for them. So let's give them something to do. They seem bored. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up if you hate Tottenham. They'll stand up. So we go. Sit down if you hate Tottenham. They sit down again, and they're all giving us the thumbs up. They think they they think we're their mates. Oh, oh you're our mates now, aren't we? We go for a pint of this. Then it's brilliant. We've all started singing. Do what we tell you. You only do what we tell you. Do what we tell you. That's very good. That's very good. It goes very well with sixty thousand Muppets. Yeah, which we were singing last time I was there. Yeah, I, I, I always sixty thousand Muppets. I like Arsenal fans. They're not like Chelsea fans. But they're just sort of like strange. That's brilliant. Strange they are a bit odd. They are. Odd. Yeah. I, if I had to characterise. Uh, um, there's sort of only there's sort of three clubs that I kind of characterise their fans. Villa fans are just always unhappy, just <laughs> always yeah, fucking yeah. moaning. Yeah, yeah. Spurs fans are like a child that you give an ice cream to. They, they go, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, I've got an ice cream. Then the top of the ice cream falls off, and then it's the end of the yeah, world. Then you buy them another ice cream, and they go, it's brilliant, I've got an ice cream again. <laughs> and Arsenal fans basically want to see Arsenal play Arsenal reserves yeah. every week. Because you yeah. talk about, you're talking about like, you're talking about England or something, you go, the right back position in England, and they'll go, well, you know, you've got Mika Richards and stuff, but they're no Bakary Sanya, are they? And you know, <laughs> yeah. you know Bakary Sanya not allowed to play for England. They, they also think every time the other team touches the ball, it's handball. Yes, because yeah, they appeal for handball. Yeah, they do yeah, every yeah. every second of the game, don't yeah, they? They're yeah. straight. They're Robert Green, ball, Robert Green picked ball. the ball up, handballed constantly. <laughs> um, uh, now the uh, West uh, Ham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> West Ham's uh, shop, uh, which is uh, part of the complex with the uh, the, the Twin oh. Towers, has announced its new catalogue of West Ham products, and we've got yeah. a few here for Christmas. These are stocking fillers, uh, and uh, I've got uh, hot off the press the uh, West Ham catalogue uh, included are the Jack Collison um, uh, the Jack Collison pliers. <laughs> If you need pliers uh, in your house, uh, buy a pair of Jack Collison pliers. <laughs> Lars Jacobson plant food. Uh, if you have a plant at home that you're uh, trying to feed, get some Lars uh, Jacobson plant food. Um, the Harita Ilunga child seat is something else <laughs> they've got going there. Um, Rude Boffin and Winston Reed have a CD out of Christmas songs sung in Maori and Walloon. Um, That's nice. Yeah. That's good. The they Thomas Christmas Hamper's Hamper's this year as well. Yes. They come in, uh, they come in three sizes. Yep. So you start with the Mido. The Mido, yeah. yeah you move up to the McCarthy and there's a Stevie Bacon size oh, if you're feeling Bacon. hungry this Christmas. Mm. Yeah. I was in email uh, contact with him. He, uh, we should get him on. Yeah, we, we should. Get him on the show. We should. Yeah. Danny Gabadon wind chimes. Uh, you can get good. those. That's good. Frank Nubel bunk beds. Uh, tell by these are real, just well, genuine products they've got for Absolutely Christmas. Brilliant. Tell Ben Haim sellotape. Yeah. The um, Kevin Keane advent calendar. Yes. Uh, which isn't actually for sale. It's just like Kevin Keane likes to have an advent calendar. Yes. He likes to open. You know, he's a bit. Unfortunately, he still gets carried away and opens all the doors before it's actually Christmas. December the first. Get all the chocolates out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, decorations come down at Christmas. Yeah, that's the uh, Julian yeah. Fer- the Julian Faubert Scott lead is <laughs> is another one uh, that's in there. I've uh, got a few here. Yeah, I've got the um, Zavon Hines electric blanket range. Yes. Um, yeah. Manuel de Costa's foot spa. Oh yeah. 
Eau de Faubert, the scent of victory. Yes. And this is particularly good, I think, if you're stuck for a present idea and there's no kind of particular gift, but you want to give someone an experience. Avram Grant offers a red litter day service where you can sign up. He arranges, he lays on... Uh, great days out, memorable one-off days out. Like he, he will do a hot air balloon ride over yeah. the Suffolk countryside. Um, he can do Laser Quest. Yes, if you've got a, a child in your family and take him off to Laser Quest for a day, followed by McDonald's. Um, he can take to Brands Hatch for a couple of times around that. He, he lays these things on. There's usually a champagne reception, that sort of thing. But Avram Grant Red Letter Days really worth considering. <laughs> For the person who you feel has everything. He's a fun guy, like the Top Gear guys. You'd want to go like out that, on yeah. a kind of... Uh, He's like, bantankerous. Go, go, yes. He is, he is bantankerous. You'd want to go go-karting with Avram Grant mm. or hot air ballooning or, or all of those paintballing, all of those activities. With you met him recently. I did at, uh, well, I ne- need hardly tell you where I met him. Where would you expect me, editor of Heat Magazine, and Avram Grant, manager of West Ham United, to meet? It was, of course, at an Elton John concert. Oh, I was going to say yeah. spit roast. <laughs> 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 yeah, Sorry. we high-fived each other, actually, in a massage parlour. <laughs> hey, Avram, hi. Um, yeah, he, it was a strange experience. Uh, he walked into the just two rows in front of me, and I uh, was with my Tottenham supporting brother, who pointed out, look who it is, it's Avram Grant, and he's on his own. And I didn't like the way my brother said that. Yeah. What do you mean? What? What? It's a big deal. He's on his own. Hasn't what? A bloke can't come to see an Elton John concert on his own. Afram's got loads of friends, but do you know where they are now? They're on one of his red letter days. Yeah, because he's selfless. He sent them all up in a bloody hot air balloon. What's Harry Redknapp done? Nothing. He stitched all his mates up. Exactly. Just ask Billy Bonds. Exactly. Anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> I've jumped down a couple of rows. I've had a couple of beers. There's a running theme to my anecdotes you tonight. You joined him, and I said hi, Afram, and he went. And he looked suspicious. So then I started inexplicably, in retrospect, rifling through my wallet for my season ticket, which <laughs> I brandished at him. And he looked down his nose at it and said, what's that? And yeah. I said, oh, it's a West Ham season ticket, as if that would make him more likely to take me seriously and talk to me. And he just sort of looked disturbed. Then I ran, it was the day after we'd beaten Stoke in the Cup, so I kind of rambled a great deal and spoke to him about how, you know, he'd reawakened something within Mark Noble and so forth. Which he put down to a red letter day, actually, funny yeah, enough. Yeah, he'd taken him Horse out. Horse riding, yeah. pony riding, pony trekking. Brass rubbing. In Dartmoor. Yeah. And followed by brass rubbing. They yeah. trekked to a church. Anyway, uh, that Brass was his, rubbing's it, a nickname for a sexual practice. Yes. <laughs> um, I thank you to my brass <laughs> rubber. <laughs> you like it. Down in Hampshire. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, he was all right. But to be honest, I didn't really give him a, a word in, in, in Edgeways. And he didn't really like it. He did. I did say to him, though... Oh, Abina. I was still on this Don Pareta-inspired thing about how, <laughs> how, how Abina was the greatest signing we'd done since, since Decanio. I was running around yeah. telling everyone this, and I said it to um, Grant, and Grant looked amused by it. And yeah, uh, he said, yeah. but uh, what about Picion? Picion's the one. And I yeah. said, yeah, he's been good too. And he goes, he said, he said quite assuredly, that was the only thing I really took away from the conversation, he said, Pickyon's our best we, signing, um, he will see us okay. We, mm. saw, we saw Don in the Black Lion after the game on, on Saturday, and he yes. was suffused with a warm Obina glow, wasn't he? Oh, he really, oh, was, vindicated. He really felt vindicated, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind the 38 shots off target, that one definitely vindicated Mind him. you, Tevez, how many go- games did it take him to score? Yeah, no, no, a long no, time. No, 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 no. Three games. The I'm, new Tevez. Exactly. I'm loving a binner. Mm-hmm. Now, talking to Don Peretta, someone else who came across Avram Grant recently is 
West Ham podcast regular Don Peretta. Uh, and uh, we're, we are able to uh, go live to Don Peretta. Live by satellite. Live by satellite uh, to him. He lives in a satellite. Uh, <laughs> he's, to, like, to he's like John in Thunderbirds. He orbits, he is, yeah. he orbits planet Earth. He does, yeah. yeah he does. Yeah. John in Thunderbirds had a really rough time, didn't he? <laughs> it's a crap no, job, actually, wasn't it was it? Alan. Alan was, was it? In... No, no, Alan was Thunderbird three. Why can't I fly one of the Thunderbirds? <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> just keep manning the phone. Stop, just twiddle the knobs, mate. <laughs> they were named after the Mercury astronauts. The uh, the yes, brothers, indeed. the Tracy yes, brothers, John were named Gordon. after the original yeah. Yeah. Gordon, John, Scott, Scott, Scott Virgil, and Bernard. <laughs> and, no, yeah. and Mrs. Yeah. Thompson. Alan was definitely <laughs> Thunderbird three. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we can uh, we can go live now to Don Peretta to find out what happened when he met Avram Grant. So on the line we have Don the Don Peretta, and you Don met Avram Grant. I understand uh, over the last weekend. Hello, everybody. Yes, um, I was fortunate enough to uh, meet our esteemed manager at a, at a wedding in uh, the very beautiful port of, uh, of Rye. Whose uh, who's wedding was it? Jolly lovely occasion. Probably don't, probably, don't, probably don't want to tell us. Probably don't want to impugn the reputation of the people whose wedding it was. Hello, Don? Hello. There's a time delay on the line. He's <laughs> oh. uh, up on a satellite. It's it takes a, a long, long way. Oh, if Don't you orbit the Earth. He's currently orbiting the Earth. So... Sorry, did you ask me something there? I oh, I just wondered whose wedding, whose wedding you were at. Oh, you the wedding was to... um, a uh, friend and colleague of mine who runs a, a very worthwhile football charity that I do a bit of work for. Oh. Called oh, FC Unity, it. if you want to look it up on the web. Yes, everyone, I urge you to look that charity up on the web and please give to this uh, exactly. worthy cause. Uh, so, uh, so Avram was there on his own? Yes, he was there on his own. Oh, um, no, well, there's a consistency uh, to these stories about people oh, meeting well, Avram. so lonely. Let's try and find him a girlfriend. We must, yes. Match.com. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. No, he was definitely flying solo. And, in fact, he, I, I parked next to his car. He drives a nice BMW. BMW, And yeah. uh, uh, he hightailed it back to London, actually, uh, fairly early, uh, because he had a meeting with uh, our esteemed um, two chairmen. I wasn't prepared to reveal what about. No. Did he uh, reveal anything uh, that the we, we might like to uh, to hear about well, the, uh, um, the inside well, machinations? First first, he's an extremely lovely man, very, very warm and <coughs> very um, uh, accommodating. As Gentle. Uh, which is always nice. Uh, and um, I, re I resisted the temptation to bend his ear, I have to say, but I did have a, a few words. And, Don? Um, Put Don on. <laughs> Put the real Don on. <laughs> surely, surely you would have grilled him. Well, nah. no. Another time. I'll get an, I'm sure I'll get another opportunity. Excellent. Anyway, um, the um, Scott Park is definitely going to be rested uh, tomorrow night. Uh -huh. He said he's not 100%, so very sensibly going to rest him. And maybe a couple of others. Um, in terms of his general demeanour, he's very relaxed about our, our prospects and he's absolutely 100% confident that we're going to get out of it and we're going to be fine. Um, he just says it's, it's a bit of a slog, it's a difficult division and, um, you know, the players are taking a while to, to settle in, but he's, he's very confident that we're going to do okay. Uh, make of that. Signings? Signings? Did he say anything? Well, he says he's going to be very busy in January. Ah, very, very busy. Yeah. I'm unable to reveal more than that, but that uh, they expect him quite a lot of um, uh, incoming and maybe some outgoing right. uh, in January. Right. 
And uh, what else did he say? He said, uh, I asked him if he realised how, what a difficult job he was taking on when he, uh, when he signed up. And he said, well, I knew about the money, and then he left it like that, so. Right, right. Not sure what that means. Uh, so, uh, what are your uh, closing impressions of uh, Avram? Um, um, Seeing as Leslie Nielsen d- died today, <laughs> in tribute, you should say, I'm sorry, I don't do impressions. <laughs> Brilliant. Very good. Uh, I, uh, hard to say, really. He he seems like an extremely nice man. He wore a nice suit, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, able to say much more than that about him, really. Imagine if that was on your gravestone. He was a nice man. He wore a nice suit. Um, Well, Sam uh, has a story. uh, You should stay on the line and listen to this. Sam, you have a story from an undisclosed source. I have an undisclosed and possibly unreliable source. I'm only Sam. Sam, we must uh, we must remind ourselves. It's Heat magazine, so it has his finger on the celebrity-based source. Let's just say it's a celebrity West Ham fan who has managed to wield himself into wheedle himself into the inner circle of some of the West Ham players. If it's not Leslie Grantham, I can't think of who it could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, it was Wixie. I'll <laughs> right, admit it. Yes. No, it wasn't Wixie. Yes. Um, Pixie lot. He said, oh, don't talk to me about that. That flake. I've been trying to get her on this podcast for weeks, phony, for years. Yeah. Phony West Ham fan. No, um, said celebrity West Ham fan told me that he was speaking to one of our most prominent players at the weekend who told him in no uncertain terms that the players were completely disillusioned with the Grant regime, didn't like see him. what he brought to the table, Ooh. didn't like him, Ooh. actually didn't have a problem with Petrovic because he at least spoke to them, which Ooh. Grant apparently doesn't do. Uh, they felt that Petrovic had been scapegoated. They don't really have a problem with Downs. Wally Downs. Wally Downs, but yes. <laughs> they don't have a problem with him, but they said they're struggling to see what Grant brings to the table. There's not really a relationship there, which oh. was slightly worrying, but who knows? Yes. I'll be the first to admit that most of my sources are wholly unreliable. So, essentially, Don's story and your story are at odds. What we need to do is get Avram Grant and the West Ham team around the table. Huh. To There's just, only one to way to settle to this. Fight! 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 Yes, well, these are these are fascinating stories, fascinating times. They well, certainly I think maybe are. Maybe they signed him up for his post post match press conferences, maybe. Sorry, I think maybe they signed him up because of his wonderfully yeah. oh, uh, er- erudite yes, music. He reminds me in many ways of Peter Ustinov, a natural <laughs> yes. raconteur. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. Peter Kay, uh, yeah, I think he's exactly, very similar. Yeah, definitely, great observational humorist. <laughs> Well, uh, that on these on these bombshells, these these insider bombshells of, uh, of what's happening in the West Ham regime, I think we may have to wrap this podcast up, uh-huh. and uh, we'll uh, see you next time in another edition of Stop Hammer Time. In the meantime, we have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, Don Peretta, Bye, Sam Delaney, See ya, myself Phil uh, Wheeler. Irons. And uh, um, we'll see you next time. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at Sports Podcast Network.